1: Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sport Jack. Jack. It's Sport
0: Jack. Thanks for listening. Welcome to episode 182. You mean the Ed Ruhlbach episode? Ed Ruhlbach. Ed Ruhlbach was a pitcher
2: at the University of Notre Dame. He caught the attention of the Chicago National League Ball Club back at the turn of the century wound up winning 24 games for the 1908 World Champion Chicago Cubs. You know the 1908 World Champion Chicago Cubs, the last championship they had until 2016. Ed Ruhlbach was a part of that, and Ed Ruhlbach won 182 games in Major League Baseball. So he's not taking
1: anything from you, mister. He's Ed Ruhlbach. Family Broadcasting Corporation, in association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network, presents... Yak. Oh my one host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is good! It's good! It's good! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer, this one will be Chuck Freebie. Forever!
0: I thought I would start off this broadcast with a slightly new segment, see how it works. I notice sometimes between when we record and then when we're on in the morning, I mean, we've got like a playlist we work through, but sometimes there's just headlines that I would like to spit out and then just get a quick commentary from you. That's fine. You okay with that? Yeah. Uh, this one, not so much a headline, but just I enjoy it. But uh, is there a hockey player named Tuca? Uh,
2: Tuca Rask. He's a goaltender for the Boston Bruins.
0: He, for his 500th NHL, NHL game, he got himself an official, authentic Metallica drum set. Oh, really? Somebody reached out to somebody, and it was delivered, and it was presented to him at the game. Here you go, a drum set from the band Metallica.
2: Good for Tuca. He played here at Notre Dame Stadium last year on New Year's Day on okay. the Winter Classic.
0: Uh, maybe I'll say a headline, and you're like, we're going to get to that later, then we'll, we'll keep moving forward. Ha! <laughs> Astros cheating scandal. We're going to get to that later. buzzer rumors. <laughs> We're going to get to that later. We got
2: a lot to talk about on that.
0: San Francisco Giants add Alyssa Nakin to the coaching staff.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. The city of San Francisco now has two female coaches in male professional sports. They have Katie Sowers who is getting a lot of airtime thanks to Microsoft um, regarding the 49ers. And now this lady is going to become a coach for the San Francisco Giants. What her role is going to be within the Giants organization, I'm not exactly sure, but she becomes the first female baseball coach in Major League Baseball.
0: Odell Beckham Jr. and an arrest warrant from the LSU locker room.
2: Odell Beckham Jr. played himself the fool down at the national championship game in the Superdome. He was passing out money to players after the game, which the NCAA would like to investigate. And then in the locker room, and I'm not exactly sure what this security officer was doing in the locker room after the game. I've seen video, but I haven't heard the audio that goes with the video. So I'm not sure what he's checking. Maybe he's checking for underage drinking because there might've been champagne or celebration in there, but whatever he's in there and Odell Beckham jr. Slaps him on the butt. And, Odell, you can't do that. Now, I will grant you, there is a faction out there that will tell you, look, he was just in fun and things like that. And you're picking on him because he's a celebrity and he's African-American. Things like There are certain things these days that you just can't do. And that's one of them.
0: Okay. My son's favorite player, Zion Williamson, debut set for January 22nd. Which
2: I believe is next Wednesday. Uh, Everybody in the NBA has been waiting for Zion to come back from this injury and give the Pelicans a boost, and that'll be happening on Wednesday. And uh, whoever has the NBA contract for Wednesday night is very happy. Mm -hmm.
0: All right, here we go. Last night, Notre Dame women's basketball.
2: As I said in the lead for sports today, in a season where they have taken many body blows, this was a gut punch. They played very well for three quarters down at Duke and took a seven-point lead into the fourth quarter. Whether it's the lack of depth and they just got tired, whether it's the lack of execution, whatever the case, they scored just six points in the fourth quarter and Duke roars from behind to beat them. Uh, 50, I guess they scored seven. I, I the final score fifty to forty-seven, Duke over Notre Dame, and the Irish now six and eleven. They've lost four straight. This is one another one of those fish that got away from the Irish that they could have won, maybe should have won, and didn't win. And I looked at some of the box score last night. And and you don't want to put the finger on any one player. First of all, this team does not shoot the ball well to begin with. But Destiny Walker, I think she was 2 out of 17 last night. And Caitlin Gilbert was 1 out of 10. That ain't going to work, kids. Mm. That's not going to work. you got to be able to hit some shots. And in this day and age of the 30-second shot clock, To only put 47 points up on the board, granted, you held Duke to 50. It's not like Duke was lighting up Cameron Indoor Stadium either. But come on. I mean, I think you're better than that. So what's going on here? If it's a fatigue factor, you're young, you're in shape, let's go. There's no more time for excuses. And to Muffet's credit, she's not making excuses. She's as disappointed as anybody, and trying to figure it all out. I ran into her at Martin's the other night, and we did not talk basketball because she didn't need to hear basketball from anybody when she's just out looking for cauliflower potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, But I gave her a hug, and she said, I could use one. Mm.
0: Uh, it's just what a dreadful season this has turned out to be. Let me put you on the spot. You've seen them play. You're doing your homework, okay. Poor shooting. What else are you seeing? Well, at times they just lose their person on defense.
2: I mean, it it varies from game to game. It's it's the inconsistency that you would expect from a young team. Mm-hmm. It didn't help last night that Anaya Peoples was hurt. They rarely they have rarely been anywhere close to full strength this year. Granted, you're not going to have Abby Prohaska. And I wonder if Abby Prohaska is ever going to play again after having blood clots in her lungs. Take that out of the equation. There's always somebody hurt on this team, hmm. whether it's Peoples or Brunel or Sneezek, There's always somebody hurt. Gilbert was hurt for a while. Michaela Vaughn missed a bunch of games. It just it makes you shake your head and just say, it's one of those years. And honestly, and I probably shouldn't say this because we air their games, but you just can't wait for the season to be over. Mm -hmm. Here we are in the middle of January, and it's just like, get us to the ACC tournament and out and end this thing. Are you befuddled? Yeah. Well, I'm befuddled because it's a decent recruiting class. Yes. She's got another good recruiting class coming in, but, man, they haven't played like it.
0: Okay. Okay. Tonight, there's Big Ten men's basketball. Um, The Big Ten, you
2: talk about a conference. Here's the easiest call to make. For those of you who like to lay wagers, and I'm not one of them because I work in broadcasting. I don't have money. But for those of you who like to lay wagers, bet on the home team in the Big Ten. It's the easiest bet around because 41 games have now been played in Big Ten play this year. And five times the road team has won. Hmm. Now Michigan State, they're at home tonight. They're playing Wisconsin. Go Sparty. Michigan, they're on the road. They're at Iowa. Uh Uh-oh, that's trouble.
0: (laughs) Let's talk high school. You got a game tonight. What else is happening?
2: Oh, my goodness. It's been a a busy 48 hours of high school basketball because for some reason, a lot of teams in the NIC, the boys' teams, decided to play last night. Last night. Yeah. So last night, Adams runs its record 13-1 and as they beat South Bend Washington 79-60. to The thing I always like to do after Adams plays is check their scorebook. Okay. Because they always have three guys in double figures. Nobody usually over 20 points. They just distribute the ball very well. And then after those three guys in double figures... You look in the book and you'll see a nine and eight and a seven. I mean, they just distribute the ball very well. Everybody plays a role, and it's a really good team right now. If you get a chance, Saturday night, Hathaway Shack on the campus of Adams High School. They play undefeated Lakeshore from Michigan. It's an early start. It's a six o'clock game. Go see it.
0: I wish more state rivalries happen like that interstate games i'm excited that my high school is coming to where i live now i I find that exciting are you gonna go uh you know what it'd be crazy but i I could actually pull it off because i've got a friend from back home playing in a band after the game There you go. so i could make it a whole hometown fun thing there you go um also last night
2: al rhodes becomes the winningest coach in penn basketball history his 170th career win as the Kingsmen beat John Glenn. They got 23 from both Derek Durda, who's a senior, and Marcus Burton, who's a freshman. Uh, so good balance there. But here's Al Rhodes. Here's how much of a Hall of Fame career he's had. He is the winningest coach at both Warsaw High School and Penn High School. Mm. I mean, that's that's saying something because those are two programs with great basketball traditions But one of the reasons they have great basketball traditions is because Al Rhodes has been coaching there.
0: My son really enjoyed his uh, basketball camp last summer. He's a great teacher.
2: Yeah. He's a great teacher in the classroom. He's a great teacher on the floor. And I don't know how much longer he's going to stick around because he's in his mid-60s, but he's still doing the job. He's done a nice job with this Penn team. Also last night, Jimtown's boys come from behind and beat Mishawaka. Uh, Jimtown having a very nice season under Matt Shouse and uh, will be a factor in that Class 3A sectional. And then uh, St. Joe handled clay very easily. J.R. Kinesny with 19 points in that game. He's 21 away from the 1,000 mark. Now, if you're really a basketball fan and you want to see a doubleheader on Saturday, go to that Adams-Lakeshore game at six. Adams is not that far away from St. Joe High School. Get in your car and drive over and watch Culver Academy with Trey Galloway, who's going to IU next year. Yes. Take on J.R. Knesney, who's going to Notre Dame in two years. And
0: St. Joe, that ought to be a honey of a matchup at Alumni Gym Saturday night. Oddly enough, it's Winnie the Pooh day during that honey of a matchup. And I'm not kidding. Okay.
2: <laughs> uh, as, for, as for tonight... Uh, we will be down at Daly Cox Gymnasium in Lakeville as Knox, 7-3, takes on LaVille, 5-3, first place in the Hoosier North Athletic Conference on the line. Knox tied with North Judson for the conference lead. Uh, Knox has a sophomore by the name of Cole McIntyre who can jump out of the gym. Really good player. Some nice support pieces with him with guys like Cade Short and Gunnar Wagner. Young team. They only have one senior, so this is a team really... Uh, kind of building for next year. But 7-3 and three already this year. They take on a LaVille squad not quite as good as they've been the last couple of years but they've got a nice point guard in Connor Wazoric. Bobby Good has really improved his outside shot a lot. He's shooting 43% from outside the arc. Some other nice pieces to go with it. Michael Edison uh, a terrific young coach. I say young, he's been coaching now for 12 years at LaVille. So That should be a a fun matchup to watch. Two very evenly matched teams. The last three times they've played have been handled by a combined six points. Also tonight, uh, two good games in the Northern Lakes Conference. Goshen goes to Warsaw. Warsaw back home at the Tiger Den trying to snap a two-game losing streak and keep their Northern Lakes Conference play in hopes, or hopes in play, I should say. And then Northridge tied for the NLC lead with Plymouth. We'll take on Northwood, and I'll tell you what, Northwood is fired up for a visit from the Raiders. Uh, they're having a, a community-wide, I think, either a whiteout or a blackout tonight, one of those things. The Panther pit will just be all one color, and uh, it should be a fun game to watch. Uh, Northridge has been playing very well as of late, and yesterday their big man, Alex Stouffer, uh signed to go to Indiana Wesley. Terrific. So... Uh, In Michigan tonight, should touch on the fact that in Michigan last night in girls' basketball, Brandywine remained undefeated. They handled Buchanan. I think the final score was 45-17. to And so tonight the boys' teams will play between Brandywine and Buchanan. Buchanan has had a long layoff over the Christmas break. They haven't played in three weeks. And they have to take on an undefeated Bobcat squad in the Bobcat den. You don't just walk into the Bobcat den. And take over. Niles and St. Joseph have a girls-boys doubleheader tonight. Uh, So those are some of the highlights of the Friday night basketball schedule.
0: Do you or did you have a working relationship with Bobby Cox?
2: I do have a relationship with Bobby Cox. And maybe we can get Bobby Cox on this podcast. For those of you who are maybe confused and thinking I'm talking about the former Atlanta Braves manager. No, I'm talking about the commissioner of the Indiana High School Athletic Association, who yesterday announced that he will be retiring uh, in July. Uh, Bobby Cox has led the IHSA for nine years. I think the thing that he is proudest about is the unified sports that are now offered where uh, people with a variety of handicaps play sports with those who are not handicapped in any way. And there's track and there's flag football and I think there's basketball now. So those kinds of sports have been offered and it is interesting to hear the feedback from those who play in those sports of the great experience that they've had in playing in these uh, unified events. So that's great that there's been that kind of inclusion from the IHSA. Bobby Cox has been big on sportsmanship. Uh, The success factor was instituted under his reign, although I think a lot of people are confused and think that Bobby Cox, as the commissioner of the IHSAA, has the full right to implement these things in and and is somewhat of a czar. You can't really do anything without the approval of the membership. Uh, The member schools are basically who run the IHSAA. So everybody who comes up with their own idea of how things should be and feels like, well, Bobby Cox should be able to do this, that's not the case. Okay. And um, I'm going to see. We'll, let's see if we can get Mr. Cox on our podcast here. Uh, he has been very kind to me over my tenure. Uh, I've received some awards from the IHSA, and he has come up to help present those awards, and we've had dinners together and and talked about things. And, and I think, as I, I can certainly tell you this, Of the commissioners who have been in charge of the IHSA since I've been in media, he has been the most accessible of all the commissioners.
0: On this day in Chuck Freebie history, the public announcement that you had won Broadcaster of the Year.
2: That, you know what, that's nice, but nobody tuned in for that. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. I'm
0: sitting right here, mister.
2: Well, that's very kind of you to bring that up, but... Let's go back to talking sports.
0: All right. Uh, If you're a baseball enthusiast, you are waking up, and this is unfolding like a John Grisham summer read. Man, oh, man. This has
2: really taken on a life of its own, this sign-stealing scandal. And I have to say, to me, uh, this is bigger than the Pete Rose scandal because, uh, again, using the word that I used Wednesday, of the tentacles that go out from this. You know, the Pete Rose scandal was one guy betting on baseball. Granted, it was baseball's all-time hit king, but it was one guy betting on baseball. Um, The Black Sox scandal of 1919 was eight guys, but they were all on one team. Now, we have had three major league managers fired this week because of their participation in this. A.J. Hinch of the Astros was the first one. Alex Cora, Named in the commissioner's report, coach with the Astros, went over to become manager of the Red Sox. He was the second one. He go. Carlos Beltran was the only player named in the commissioner's report. Beltran fired yesterday by the Mets. It was just untenable to think that he was going to be able to manage a major league team after having been named in this report as a culprit in this scandal. <coughs> now, The question we asked on Wednesday on the show is, okay, when do the players start to get affected? There is a Twitter account that is somewhat associated with somebody who says that they're the niece of Carlos Beltran. It has been reliable in the issues of Carlos Beltran. Four days before he was hired as the Mets manager, it said he was going to be hired as the Mets manager one day before he was fired as the Mets manager it said he was going to be fired as the Mets manager so there's some reliability okay with this account that's been built up this account comes out yesterday and says that the Astros also had players using a buzzer system we've heard about the banging of the trash can yes you know they would get the signal in the dugout texted to them and they would bang the trash can in a code to let somebody know what pitch was coming. But Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman are both accused of wearing buzzers on their bodies. Um I saw somebody liken it to an Olive Garden pager. Um you know. Your table's you, ready. Your, your table's ready. Um and, you know one buzz fastball two buzzes curveball three buzzes breadsticks I wow. you know uh, <laughs> but so they're alleged to have worn these buzzers then there is video of Altuve hitting after he had a game-winning home run against the Yankees you know one of the things back in 2017 was they'd ripped the jersey off the the hero and you know and he's he's holding his jersey close. And no, don't rip it off. And, you know, he told Ken Rosenthal, Fox, oh, I'm shy and, you know, my wife doesn't like seeing me exposed like that and the whole bit. But if you look at some of the photographs and the videos, it looks it looks like there's something on the right shoulder underneath that uniform. Wow. Now, MLB says they investigated the buzzer and found nothing about it when they did this whole Astros investigation. But there are other people, including Trevor Bauer, who now pitches for the Reds and used to pitch for the Indians, who said, oh, yeah, we've heard about this. And, and now in this day and age of social media, you get all kinds of rumors out there. So this is the problem, too, is trying to separate fact from fiction. And it's not easy to do. And I do believe you're innocent until proven guilty. Yes. However, I also think that there's enough, I don't want to use the term buzz because you'll think I'm making a pun, but enough smoke with this fire right now to go take a look to maybe go take a second look at what was going on. Um, If that's the case, there's going to be some severe suspensions coming out from Major League Baseball for Altuve and Bregman. And really, this whole thing should shake up everybody in Major League Baseball because let's not be naive, kids. Let's not think that the Astros and the Red Sox were the only teams that may have been doing this. They got caught. And as, some, as one of the commentators on ESPN, I think, adroitly said yesterday, um, you know, Major League Baseball is sending a message out to all the teams by doing this, which is, if you were doing this, you better stop. Now, there's one more tentacle that comes out from this. (laughs) My gosh. Jessica Mendoza is part of the Sunday Night Baseball crew on ESPN. Yes. But she has also been working uh, as an advisor to the New York Mets over the years. And she came out with comments yesterday on ESPN where they were interviewing her in her role as Sunday Night Analyst. And she came out and talked about how terrible it was that Mike Fires, this pitcher who used to pitch for Houston and now pitches for Oakland, came out and was kind of the whistleblower on this thing and how, you know, it was awful. And she does it in the morning, and the Mets fire their manager in the afternoon. And it was just a really bad look. It's a bad look for ESPN. It's a bad look for Mendoza, and it's a bad look for the Mets because you cannot serve two masters. You can't be working for ESPN and be working for the Mets. I don't see how that works. So there's three Major League Baseball teams. Here we are on January 17th. Pitchers and catchers report in less than a month, and here we are on January 17th, And three Major League Baseball teams are looking for managers. Now, the Astros yesterday interviewed Buck Showalter, who has been with everybody. He managed the Yankees. He managed the Diamondbacks. Uh, He is a well-respected baseball manager. There's a ton of other managers out there, and and I, in being goofy, tossed out the names of failed Cub managers over the years. Jim Marshall, Preston Gomez, uh, Tom Troublehorn, guys like that, but somebody said, "Well, what about Ozzie Guillen?" Ozzie Guillen managed the White Sox to a World Series title in two thousand five. Uh-huh. He is—he's going to garner you attention. Remember, in the studio the other morning, off air, he is the one who coined the phrase "Fawny's is winning when he is fun." That's Ozzie Guillen, and he is lively. He's Latino. Major League Baseball does have a problem with um, two of their Latino managers just got fired in this thing, Alex Cora and Carlos Beltran. I'm not one who's big on quotas, but there's enough of a Latino presence in Major League Baseball. There should be some Latino managers somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why Ozzie Guillen has not been hired by somebody since he left the White Sox. So there's a thought.
0: I really hope someone gives an opportunity for the trash can to speak. They have. What? a Phil- A Philadelphia <laughs> Fox TV station
2: interviewed the trash can. <laughs> well, You're going to have to find this one on Twitter,
0: my friend, but it's out there. I so. thought I was being original and funny. No, no. What about the trash can? Oh, my goodness. Uh, our mutual friend, co-worker Mike, says he specifically remembers the trash can noises watching those games. It's like, really? I would have never even thought of that. You know, what a mess. That sounds like a movie in about five years. It's wild. Yeah.
2: It's wild, and it is far from done.
0: Speaking of done, oh, we got one more. Hockey tonight, Notre Dame and Ohio State in Ohio.
2: The Irish are only 10-9-1. They need some wins, but they got to go to Columbus and take on the ninth-ranked team in college hockey. Uh, this is a tough challenge for Jeff Jackson's squad tonight.
0: You can listen to Purdue and IU basketball this weekend on Pulse FM 103.1.
2: Purdue and Maryland Saturday at 2, IU at Nebraska Saturday night at 7. Hoosiers still looking For their first Big Ten road win. For their first road win of any kind this season because Archie Miller sheltered them by keeping them in Assembly Hall as much as
0: possible this year. (laughs) I'm going to try to convince my wife before Snowmageddon. (sighs) I want to take her to 1917. I want to see it again badly. Yeah, I don't blame you. Not so much Dr. Doolittle.
2: I don't blame you there either.
0: I don't feel... Who's in
2: Dr. Doolittle?
0: Robert Downey Jr.? Okay. Iron Man.?
2: That's why he's making the rounds this week. Yeah.
0: Kind of everywhere.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Co-hosting Ellen, or not guest hosting Ellen. Yeah. On a bunch of stuff.
0: Okay. This feels good.
2: Oh, uh, two other quick football notes. Give it Uh, to me. Congratulations to Tyson Lee, defensive end at Riley High School. He commits to Ball State. And Tom Matthews, head coach at Benton Harbor, has resigned. He's moving on up to Hartford, Michigan, to take over the Indians program.
0: All right. You're on Twitter, right? Yeah,
2: I am at 46 Sports. Oh, by the way, speaking of football, who do you like in the conference championship games this weekend?
0: Well, I think it comes down to who I would like to see in the Super Bowl, per your Twitter question that you had. Was there a winning tweet or a uh,
2: Chiefs and 49ers was the big winner of who people want to see.
0: I'd like to see that happen. And those
2: are the home teams. I'll go with the home teams. They're both seven-point favorites. I'll take the Chefs. I'll take the 49ers.
0: The Chef's great googly moogly. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button so you never, ever, ever, Chuck freebie miss an episode.
2: And until next time, we say oogalooga at Rubach.
1: We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Check. Sport Check. Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. You've been listening to Sports Yak with Chuck Freebie and Corey Mann as himself. Produced by Corey Mann. The Sports Yak theme song by Rhett Walker. Production elements and voiceovers by AudibleGenesis.com. Engineered by Phil Souza. Executive producer is Danae Hughes. In partnership with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Interested in your own podcast? Contact Danae at danae at studiodna.media. From the parking lot. Sports Yak archives available on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com.